Reports from Carlow County Council by Suzanne Pender. Firefighters hope they won't be attacked this Halloween. Bottles and stones were repeatedly hurled at County Carlow Fire and Rescue Service when they came under attack a number of times on Halloween night last year. Speaking at last week's meeting of Carlow County Council, Acting Chief Fire Officer Liam Carroll recalled the events of Halloween 2020, revealing that the service attended 26 bonfires on the night and had to deal with a lot of antisocial behaviour last year. On two or three occasions, the service came under attack with glass bottles or stones thrown. It did cause damage to our vehicles, Mr Carroll stated, adding that he did not wish to name the locations of these incidents. Mr Carroll added that damage to equipment means a vehicle cannot then respond to a genuine fire incident. We do not have a history of this in the county, but for some reason last year it happened. It's not something we'd like to see happening, he added. Councillor Michael Doran, who had raised the issue, stated that it was very concerning on Halloween night the antisocial behaviour that the services face. He asked if there were any actions that could be taken in advance to deter this behaviour for Halloween 2021. Mr Carroll stated that the service was launching a safety campaign on social media and other platforms. He also appealed to the public that if a bonfire is causing a nuisance or falling on wires or a danger to houses or buildings, to contact the fire services. Councillor Brian O'Donoghue questioned the number of malicious calls received by the service, with seven recorded for last year. Mr Carroll stated that the service divided these calls into two categories, false alarm good intent and malicious false calls. Mr Carroll said a false alarm with good intent could be a case of someone burning rubbish and a member of the public sees the smoke and thinks the house is on fire and calls 999. However, Mr Carroll pointed to a malicious false call that occurred during the summer in Carlow Town where a child was reportedly seen in the River Barrow, falsely prompting emergency services to attend the location for several hours. Without getting into it, unfortunately, some people have figured out how these calls can't be traced, said Mr Carroll. But he added that Angar the Siakana does carry out an investigation when these incidents occur. Fire Service Report Gets Approval A comprehensive five-year plan of the procedures, operations and functions of County Carlow Fire and Rescue Service was presented at last week's council meeting. Acting Chief Fire Officer Liam Carroll presented the extensive plan, which is a statutory obligation under the Fire Safety Act, outlining the service's objectives and operating duties in terms of inspections of properties and the rescue and recovery of people. There are four stations in the county, Carlow Town, Munavyug, Tullow and Hackettstown, along with a training and development centre in Hackettstown. Mr Carroll said that in 2020, Carlow Fire Service attended 543 operational incidents. Road traffic incidents were significantly affected by COVID-19. They were reduced by half or more, particularly during the 12-week period of March to May, when the service attended just eight such incidents. Mr Carroll stated that July and August 2021 had been particularly bad for us, with a large number of structural fires in domestic settings. 
so it is cyclical. It tends to go up and down, but the average number of incidents we attend is between 600 and 700 emergency calls every year, he stated. Among those incidents are gorse fires on the Black Stairs during the months of March and April, grass fires in housing estates and road traffic incidents. Mr Carroll stated that while the M9 has reduced the number of road traffic incidents, greater speed has meant that those incidents are often more severe and cause more fatalities. The service also carries out water rescue recovery with a boat crew designated in Carlow Town. Unfortunately, it is becoming more and more common over the years, he added. Mr Carroll also stated that future prevention and technical fire safety was also a significant part of the service's work and was a huge body of work in itself. Community work, including home fire safety checks and working with various agencies, including on Garda Síochána, were other aspects of their remit. The building control system is also under the remit of Carlow Fire and Rescue Service, while arrangements are in place with neighbouring county fire services should the need arise. Mr Carroll stated that the service does have a modern fleet, equipment and stations, adding that we are very fortunate in that regard. He accepted that Minaviog Fire Station was not as good as the other three, but during the lifetime of this plan, capital work would be carried out on the Munaviog station. Mr Carroll stated that while Carlow Fire and Rescue Service was a small service, it was very much ahead of the game nationally and with very dedicated firefighters who are up there with the best in the country. Other services look to our services, added Mr Carroll. The plan was then unanimously adopted by members. Recruiting firefighters is a problem. Recruiting firefighters is a problem, not just in County Carlow, but right across the country. Acting Chief Fire Officer Pat Carroll said that recruitment was a problem, but reflected that the work of the firefighter was a huge commitment. Councillor John Pender had asked about the staffing levels at Tullow Fire Station, adding he was aware that they required additional staff and asked if the matter had been rectified. Mr Carroll stated that on two occasions last year, the fire service had attempted to recruit for the Tullow service. It is our intention to try again, he said, adding that this is a problem across the country. Call for more lighting at motorway exits. Additional lighting is urgently needed at the motorway exits, according to Councillor John Casson, who called for increased lighting, particularly at junctions where people are parking and availing of carpooling. It's lethal there in the morning. For safety reasons, there should be more lighting, he added. Council accused of racially profiling Traveller family. Carlow County Council was accused of racially profiling a Traveller family by employing six security men to ask the family to remove a camper van from outside their home. Councillor Adrian Wallace lambasted the council for its heavy-handed approach, pointing out that she had received a distressing call from a woman about what had just happened at her home. Six security men came to get the family to remove a camper van from outside their home. This woman has two sons with special needs, and one of them in particular was very distressed by all this, stated Councillor Wallace at last week's council meeting. 
I want to know what justification did the council have to employ such a heavy-handed approach? Was there a risk assessment carried out? Why did it take six men to come to their home, she insisted. Councillor Wallace went a step further and pointed out that a traveller family was involved and questioned if it had been a case of racial profiling. Her comments ignited a barrage of rebukes from council members. That is a serious allegation you have made and levelled at this council and our housing department, and I would ask you to withdraw it, Councillor Wallace, said Cahirloch, Councillor Finton Phelan. Councillor Fergal Brown described the remarks as outrageous comments, and also called on Councillor Wallace to withdraw them. Director of Services for Housing Michael Brennan stated that all members of the public in their dealing with the council are treated with respect and dignity. Amid the heckling, Councillor Wallace stated that she had not mentioned the housing staff but insisted that security staff were employed. I have no problem withdrawing the remark if the council can justify and take responsibility for what happened, she insisted. With no explanation forthcoming, a defiant Councillor Wallace stated she was therefore not withdrawing her remarks. Councillor Phelan then continued with the agenda. Relief Road Approval Welcomed The inclusion of Carlow Town Relief Road in the National Development Plan was welcomed at last week's Council meeting. Councillor John Casson welcomed the announcement of its inclusion as part of the Roads programme, but urged the Council to press on with the time frame, asking, when can we get started and when can we get the go-ahead? Derelict Sites Problem Raised The blight of derelict sites was again raised at this month's Council meeting, with Councillor John MacDonald asking what was possible if we don't know who the owner is. Councillor MacDonald said there were properties in the county where the owner was not known, adding further to the problems a derelict site causes in a community. Director of Services Michael Rainey stated that it was the responsibility of a derelict site owner to maintain that property, but added that if members were aware of any particular site causing problems or the owner was unknown, to bring it to our attention and we will investigate it. Bagnallstown Municipal District Meetings by Elizabeth Lee Traffic Problems Caused by Parking Outside Station Commuters are continuing to park on the road outside the railway station in Bagnallstown, causing traffic congestion, even though there's a designated car park on the station's grounds. The issue has been discussed on several occasions at meetings of Bagnallstown Municipal District and was back on the agenda last week. Councillor Arthur MacDonald said the main problem was that Iron Road Aaron leased its car park to a private company and that it was charging €4 Euro a day, which was too expensive. The book doesn't stop with the county council on this, it stops with Iron Road Aaron, he said. They leased it to a private company, they don't care where people park. People are parking on the side of the road to avoid paying the daily charges. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman replied, that the problems will persist as long as the current arrangements stay in place. He said that one solution would be to introduce a bylaw to restrict the length of time someone could park on the street at Station Road or else make it feasible for them to park within the grounds of the railway station. Councillor Andy Gladney disagreed with the notion of limiting the amount of time people could park on the street and was against the idea of parking fines. 
I totally disagree with fining people for parking on the street. People are going by train at 5am to work in Dublin and they're not returning until that night. And to then find a ticket on their car? I don't agree with that, he said. Mr O'Gorman said that the council needed to talk to Erin Road Aaron about the situation. And parking problems in Burris too. Cars and buses are clogging up the paths and roads outside Burris Vocational School in South County Carlow, which could be a deadly situation, according to local councillor Tommy Kinsler. Councillor Kinsler raised the issue at this month's meeting of Bagnallstown Municipal District, asserting that the roads are being blocked because so many cars are being parked outside the secondary school. He added that it was a potentially deadly situation. He also highlighted parking problems outside the post office, which is problematic for older members of the community. Councillor William Quinn agreed, adding that almost 20 buses a day bring students to the school. In relation to the post office, Councillor Quinn noted that two parking spaces for disabled drivers were no longer available, while the problem is being exacerbated because more people want to park there. The council is developing a car park in the grounds of the former Bank of Ireland and last week Councillor Quinn suggested that the building itself would be an ideal space for community use. He said that the council could do a deal with Bank of Ireland to get a long-term lease. Senior engineer Jerry Crowley said that he would look into the parking situation of both areas in Burris. Calls for one-way traffic system at Scenic Bridge a call for the scenic Ballyellen Bridge to be made into a one-way system was made at the October meeting of Bagnallstown Municipal District. Councillor William Quinn pointed out that the area has become increasingly popular with visitors and that has caused parking problems because there are no car parking facilities there. Motorists were parking along the side of the road, limiting traffic flow. He suggested that a stop-go system with traffic lights could be introduced as a solution to the problem. Senior engineer Jerry Crowley said that he would talk to the local landowner about parking facilities and that a traffic mobility study would be needed to see if a one-way system was feasible on the bridge. List of landowners to be compiled. Carlow County Council is to compile a list of landowners in the Bagnallstown Municipal District area in a bid to get them to keep their hedgerows in order. Councillor Arthur MacDonald raised the issue of overgrown hedges at the October MD meeting, asserting that there were areas around Lachlan Bridge where the hedging was so overgrown that it prevented pedestrians from walking there, while also causing visibility issues for motorists. Councillor Michael Doran agreed and suggested that the council should compile a list of landowners so that they could be written to and reminded of their obligations to cut back hedging during the summer months. He added that some farmers used the excuse that they weren't aware that they should cut back hedgerows to improve visibility and other safety reasons. Senior engineer Jerry Crowley said that he would gather a list of the landowners in the area. Carlow Municipal District Notes by Suzanne Pender Facebook jibe prompts mayor to allow roll call vote. A local councillor promised not to put the Mayor of Carlow, Councillor Ken Murnane, up on Facebook tonight if he allowed a roll call vote on the issue of a commemorative bench. Councillor Adrienne Wallace put forward a notice of motion calling on Carlow Municipal District 2 
Place a plaque on a bench overlooking the sugar factory on the River Barrow in honour of the late Carlo Senator Patrick Bergen to remember how he led the sugar factory workers on strike to fight for better pay. The motion was seconded by Councillor John Casson. However, several councillors had reservations that proper procedure was not being followed and expressed concerns about the process of naming roads, estates and commemorative pieces such as this bench. Other local authorities have placed name committees, said Councillor Finton Phelan, adding that such matters required consideration and advice. I do feel proper procedures should be in place and we should be working with families, said Councillor Fergal Brown. I mean, there are at least six people who were senators for Carlow at some point. Jennifer Murnane O'Connor, Jim Gibbons, the late Jim Townsend, my own father, myself... Look, if you want to put a statue up for me, fine, but we need to discuss this, Councillor Brown added glibly. Councillor Wallace remarked that members were introducing red tape and making excuses and demanded a roll call vote on the motion. Councillor John Casson stated that he had previously made a suggestion to commemorate an individual and this had been referred to the Commemoration Committee. Councillor Finton Phelan then put forward an amendment to the motion suggesting the matter of the Bergen bench be put to the Commemoration Committee. This was seconded by Councillor Tom O'Neill. Councillor Wallace insisted on a roll call vote and even remarked good humouredly to Councillor Murnane, I won't put you up on Facebook tonight if you do. That's the deal. Councillor Phelan took exception to Councillor Wallace's remark citing moves to combat bullying on social media, yet a councillor threatens the mayor with Facebook. Councillor Murnane allowed the roll call vote with procedure, indicating that Councillor Phelan's amendment be held first. Six councillors, Brown, Casson, Dalton, O'Neill, Phelan and Murnane, voted in favour of referring the matter to the Commemoration Committee, with Councillor Wallace voting against. Local authority urged to renovate vacant properties. It's so frustrating to see vacant properties in prime locations lying idle, stated Councillor Fergal Brown. Councillor Brown was speaking at the recent meeting of Carlow Municipal District as the topic of derelict properties in Carlow Town, despite the housing crisis, was once again discussed. Councillor Brown suggested that in cases where derelict properties are not restored, the council should be in a position to do it ourselves take a street a year and really zone in on the derelict properties. Bourne Street, Montgomery Street, Pembroke, suggested Councillor Brown. Director of Services Michael Rainey confirmed that the council had been looking at properties on Bourne Street, but said there were challenges in terms of compulsory purchase orders, CPOs, often way beyond the resources we have at the moment. He added that there were also huge challenges for private owners to bring these properties back. Councillor Brown asked about the repair and lease scheme, with Senior Executive Officer Brian O'Donovan confirming there had been a good take-up on the scheme. Mr O'Donovan added that the buy-to-renew scheme had also yielded results, with the Council purchasing three properties in recent weeks, getting rid of dereliction and getting families in. I would ask people who have properties they can't offload to come in and talk to us, said Mr O'Donovan. Councillor Finton Phelan welcomed the work on Granby Row, which is near completion and will have four families back in there. 
point was echoed by Councillor Andrea Dalton, who stated that residents in Granby Row were delighted to see a derelict eyesore now restored and back in use by families.